0: Welcome to this week's installment of Keeping Track. My guest today comes from Mexico and after she and her partner emigrated to Spain for a few years, they ended up moving to Cork and started a family. She then went on to open a shop that invites its customers to dig around their crates to see if they can find old gems, discover something new or just shoot the breeze with other lifers. She is the owner of the record store 33 RPM on McCurtain Street. It is Claudia Hernandez. Welcome to the show, Claudia.
1: Thank you for having me.
0: To ease us in, do you want to give us your first tune?
1: We are going to listen to the, the full song and that is actually a cover from... John Denver's uh, Take Me Home Country Road. So, this is the Japanese version, and I hope you enjoy it.
0: of Take Me Home Country Road and before that you heard Eugenomi with Violent Tuning and that was picked by my guest today, Claudia Hernandez. Claudia is the owner of 33 RPM Records on McCurtain Street. Can you tell us about your shop, uh, including its history?
1: Well, the shop was founded in 2021 by an Italian guy. He decided to come back to Italy and uh, he was looking for transfer the lease and the mm. records and everything. So uh, he advertised it in different pages, apparently, and I found it. I found the advertise on on Facebook Marketplace. Actually, I I had a kind of uh, I was looking for records, actually, <laughs> you know, to buy um, from a lot or something like that. So I saw the ad and. Uh, I I found it funny, you know, because who advertises shop, any kind of shop? Yeah, on Facebook. So it was like, I found it very funny, but I never realized that that would be my shop at at some point. You know, we came to the shop in town on the next uh, weekend, I suppose. And uh, we talked to the guy and whatever. And I started asking questions after a while, like, why are you selling it and those things? And from that day, we started thinking about it, like, seriously. No. Uh, people ask me if that's my dream work, if I always wanted a record store, and to be honest, no. And it has, I suppose, a historical reason. When I, I was a teenager in the 90s, when record stores were closing down and uh, just the main uh, big companies stayed and stand for vinyl and in general, CDs and things, you know. I remember when they closed down in Mexico City. I'm from Mexico City. Uh, there was a One Tower Records and it closed down. So the tendency was to close on record stores. So yeah. I never thought that they could come back and I could have one, you know. So uh, when
0: you looked at the shop, did you just think it might be for something else? Or did you just have a general idea you might take over the space? Didn't know oh, you no, would no, do Oh, no, that? no, no,
1: I, no. I, I saw it and I was like, yeah. It's this, we want to keep it going as a record store, you know? Oh, okay. Like, definitely. That was very clear in my mind. I don't know how, but yeah, we can do this. And uh, I was exploring music, especially during lockdown. I think it was a time for exploring things and music was one. My kids, they were so young. So maybe the exploration was a lot around their music, you know, mm. but I don't know, I, I got into music too much that never happened before it's not that I never listen to music but not at that level I, I think something happened I don't know exactly what but I was really into into listening and exploring and knowing the story of someone and listening the whole records and so I was I was really into that, you know. Give us
0: another tune there, Claudia.
1: Of course. So we're going now that we are talking about moving and things. This is um, it's called La Partida. It's from Victor Jara. Victor Jara is a Chilean musician that was killed during the dictatorship because of his thoughts and his music. And this tune is called Derecho a Vivir en Paz. that means the right to live in peace. And I think that's what we found in Cork, you know, we live in peace and that's everything. (laughs)
0: That was La Partida by Victor Hara, and that was picked by my guest today, Claudia Hernandez. Claudia is the owner of 33 RPM Records on McCurtain Street, and we're having a chat today about that. How was it when you opened up your record store at the start? Was it scary? Or? Oh,
1: yeah, I, I remember the first day it was like, OK, now I have a shop <laughs> and I, I opened the, the door and everything. And the guy who, the former owner, he was with me the first day explaining things, where how do you do things and everything. Uh, So I was not by myself for maybe a couple of first hours. From that point, I was like, okay, now I have a shop. What what should I do now? Uh, Yeah, it was very scary because there are many things that don't depend on you. You know, it was an okay shop only, you know, it was like lots of things that we wanted to change that cannot happen from one day to the next one. So it was. A bit overwhelming, but at the same time, I was so happy. I was unemployed at that time, so it was kind of coming back to work after my kids. It was a way to make my my own job. You know, your own boss. Exactly. That is that's hard because. <laughs> I cannot tell myself I need a break, I need five days off or whatever, you know, I need to open and uh, I need to work and whatever. So that was a big, big step. But yeah, as I said, it was overwhelming, but at the same time was very, very exciting. We were like full of... Expectations, I suppose.
0: Okay, And did you have a lot of research to do? Like, where am I going to get my records from? What kind of music am I going to sell?
1: Yeah, that was that was long research, definitely, because we didn't know essentially anything. The shop in that time had only secondhand records and we definitely wanted to go for the new ones. We wanted other kind of music. The ones were there. We wanted to change that. So, yeah. Took time to learn the business, let's say, how it works and everything. The kind of music we wanted to bring, I think that was the easiest part. It's like, OK, we know that what we want to bring. Now is how, how do you bring it? But yeah, I suppose it's as any new project you start.
0: And what kind of music do you sell?
1: It's a huge range. And I like that in a way, you know, because at the very beginning I was like, well, who will like to records, you know, like who still listens to this music or whatever. And it happens that there is always someone who are looking for a record that you never thought would be sell, you know. Okay, let's have another tune. Yeah. So uh, now um, we will go for a gotten project. They are DJs and they were huge in the 2000s and I was huge on electronic music in that time. So this is Confianzas. That means trust, you know, trusting. And the album is inhaling, exhaling. It's something very important for me, and it has some spoken words. And they, the stories this guy won't eat because he writes poetry, and it's a bit kind of sad. But at the same time, I found it positive, and I think that we we can do this thing. We still can can support this the arts. Yeah.
2: Tomarás el poder, dice. Con estos versos no harás la revolución, dice. Ni con miles de versos harás la revolución. O el mismo toma, viva mejor. Y para enamorar a una que se viene gratis con ellos, no le darán ropa por ellos, no conseguirá tabaco o vino. Por ello fuera la lluvia de no mojará, no alcanzará perdón o gracia por ellos. No tomarás el poder, dice Con estos versos No harás la revolución, dice Ni con miles de versos harás la revolución Dice Se sienta a la mesa Y escribe
0: by Go Town Project. And I was picked today by my guest Claudia Hernandez from 33RPM Records on McCurtain Street. Can you tell us about some of the more rare or interesting records you've sold in your shop?
1: So my best example is that we had the um, the record from uh, John Paul II visit to Ireland in <laughs> ni- 1978, I think. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> and it happens that someone found it and was so happy that oh yeah because that man he's so nice and he was so happy that he only have to pay five euro so imagine that you know and i I, what can i tell him like Mm. you know i cannot give my opinion or i well of course i can but i should not give my opinion on on what you like to listen and And especially why, you know, everyone has their own reasons.
0: Did you know you had that in your collection? Yeah, I knew it.
1: And I was like, okay, maybe this will be here forever. But I won't throw it to the bin. I, I, I have a, maybe, I don't know, maybe we can call it a policy of not throwing records to the bin. I don't do it. I just don't keep them away, but I, I don't throw them to the bin yeah. <laughs> Because, you know, I have this maybe thing that is a romantic idea that every record can find someone, you know, so this guy found it, you know, something yeah. that I never thought it would be sold. Somebody enjoy it, you know, and took it home and give it some cuddles, maybe. I don't know. yeah, yeah. <laughs> You know, <laughs> so <laughs> we might place them in the one euro section because they don't have like a commercial value, let's say. I don't throw them, you know. And it's also like a way to recycle not only the object, because that that is important, you know, vinyl can be recycled. So so that's rubbish if nobody listens. It's recycling the object, this vinyl, the plastic, let's say. And it's also recycling the music because the music is changing. Even when tendencies come back and whatever, the way they sing, the way they play, they, it's different. And there they are things that are gone. People are not playing that anymore. So it's a way to keep it to keep it alive. So I don't throw them, you know, my 78. I just accept them. I don't buy them. And I just tell people, you know, I won't buy this. But if you want me, I can keep it because there are sometimes people looking for one specific record for their their gramophone or whatever story, you know? And I don't sell them. Actually, last Saturday, someone was looking for a record, a specific record, and he checked all of them, all my 78s. He didn't find what he was looking for, but he found another two that he was interested. So I said, you know, this is donation-based, and he threw something into the jar, and that's it, you know? I'm a bit bash businesswoman, but <laughs> that doesn't. Sound, I don't that's know. That's the I type just, of
0: thing you'd want to see in a record store. You know, that's what brings people into these places, definitely.
1: Exactly. I think it's uh, an, a kind of a tractor of, yeah. of uh, you know, because if you have it in your basement, in your attic, or wherever you have them, or in the bin, nobody will find it. So this guy was looking for two records, and uh, before leaving, he said, "Thank you." With a really like, you know, he he really meant it that when yeah. he said thank you. And I was like, oh, wow, that that means everything, you know. And so it's one part of um, doing business around music, I suppose.
0: Another person's junk is another person's treasure. All good record stores are kind of like libraries or museums. You wouldn't go burn a book. Why would you go throw a record in a bin? You know what I mean? That's it.
1: We don't have many collectibles things. Sometimes they come. Mm. Sometimes I would say our interesting stuff is going more on the African beats, for example, on the Latin beats. Definitely. One uh, series of albums that we are selling are the, um, the Studio Ghibli soundtracks adorable records. The art is so nice. Of course, the music is amazing.
0: Do you see certain trends coming and going at 32 RPM? Like do certain demographics play certain records?
1: Yeah, definitely. I divide it in in three big populations. Okay. <laughs> so one would be uh, the teenagers who are interesting, I would say, because there is a group of teenagers coming for uh, the tapes and oh. I, I found that so Amazing, you know, because they are coming through another technology, you know. They were born without tapes, you know. They were born with streaming and things. So they intentionally volunteering to look for for tapes and find tapes. And actually, most of them, they record their own music or they are doing mixtapes. I I found that amazing. That's great to hear. Uh, Well, there are also teenagers buying Records and singles and things, but that one is, is so nice. I find I really like them.
0: I was born in eighty one, so tapes were my thing, and my favorite sound to this day still is something from the radio recorded onto a tape.
1: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> do you remember that? And you were chasing the the tune, and then if yeah. they. Oh if the guy would say like and that was before he send it. Ended. Yeah. oh they ruined your <laughs> team <tape. really>, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> of course of course that's but that's so nice i i, I remember making mixtapes for my mm. friends or exchanging things yeah. so so they coming i think i think that's that's amazing you know mm. so it's like this very young um, population who are exploring i i found it very nice they they are lovely people and we have of course the um, the biggest group would say they there was a man defined it himself as we are your main target. Men in the middle age with crisis. So I don't define them myself like that. You know, it's mainly men in the middle age and Mm. looking for records that maybe they grew up with that. So they are recovering their collections or they never. Gave up, and they are just keep going. And they are also interesting, you know, because they are looking for things. They have everything. They might have everything, so they are looking for interesting stuff. And they know so much. I don't know nothing, you know. They they know so much, and mm. there's always a nice anecdote. And there's retired people, men and women, and they come. They are some are so lovely. They come with their list. They can't spend there an hour. or more, you know, digging, digging mm. into the cheap records, uh, looking mm. for something they don't have. And they are very adorable. They can tell me whatever story, a story in my cart on the street, a story from the shop, a story from when they were young, when they work in the radio, when they were, you know, they mm. have they are full of stories. They are adorable people. So, they are very close to my heart, too. Okay. <laughs> so, as we are not playing any song from the Pope Records, uh, we are going to play now um, Biscochito from Rosalia, his album Motomami. Oh, I always
3: loved it. <laughs> Pero tengo todo lo que tiene delito Que me pongan en el El mal ojo que me mande me Tú eres que te ti Yo mi lado te que nací Tú que te ti Yo mi lado te que No va a ser mi carrera en tener hits, tengo hits porque yo senté la base. Ya no tengo nada más que decir, Para decirlo hace falta muchas clases. Mi pica está duro que marea, hasta tu mamá le area. Que manda que me tira la mala, si jara que me tira la buena. Habla bush todo lo que dice facea. y mi mica pe la ola de Corea. Habla bush todo lo que dice facea. y mi mica pe la ola de Corea.
0: it take to evolve the community that frequents 33rpm? Did it happen naturally or did you have to constantly push the shop on social media?
1: The shop had been growing slowly but steady. So uh, we don't push much. I'm very bad with social media sometimes. It's just that I don't have time or whatever. We let it grow naturally, I think, especially at the beginning, because in my opinion, we didn't have a really good selection. So if you come and see and didn't find something, you might not come back. Something that brought a big push was two articles, one from Cork Bio, or Cork Bo. Uh, that was a huge thing. They started calling from the radio and we had a call from two stations asking, like, why are you opening a shop? So yeah, definitely a lot of people started coming after that. And then there was a very nice lady from Diego. She was making a kind of series of uh, local shops in Cork. She made a longer piece. Uh, with the story of the of, of how we opened the shop and things. So that was a huge thing also. My neighbors were like, oh, we saw the article. <laughs> and- You are uh, in
0: the echo, you made it.
1: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and uh, you know, my ex-colleagues from work, that they are not even in Cork anymore. They knew it. They were sharing like, I saw you. <laughs> <laughs> so it was big, huge thing. And uh, yeah, the shop was not a secret anymore. It's not that it was secret, you know, but it's just like we were, yeah, I suppose, maybe shy, I suppose, in a way, because it was not the shop that we wanted in that time. For me, it was a lot of that, you know, it was a personal decision of go slowly. I don't know. I think music should sell itself, you know, because you know what you like and maybe you don't know that you might like something. So we are bringing those things and but... You know, I won't convince anyone to listen something or to buy something. I can suggest you, and maybe I'm very bad with business. You know I said, you know if you're not sure, just don't buy it <laughs> i would that would be my advice for someone because yeah. I had a, i Trying to be honest in my life, but also in my business, I like to be clear. So I want just for make a sale. I don't want to sell you something that you will not like, you know. So when they are are kind of excited because it's something new that they have never seen before or something, but they are not sure, it's like, you know, why don't you stream it or look for more or dig a bit? And then if you want to, you can come back. That would be a pity if they go online and buy it. But, you know, I, I trust. It. You want to take another record to your house or not, are you going to play it? Maybe not. Maybe you don't really love it. But maybe you think that somebody will love it and you want to give it to them. I do the same, you know. Hmm. Even sometimes before bringing something new to the shop, we, we stream it first and see if it matches yeah. or not, you know. Hmm. And, you know, we have a big box big box of um, only empty sleeves that, you know, came like that or the record was broken or whatever. And of course, I am keeping them. So I have a big box of um, of empty sleeves to do whatever you want with them, you know, and uh, the other day and a collage artist came and he dig into that and he just took it. things like that, you know, it's, it's this the same thing about, uh, I don't want to make money out of empty sleeves. I could, but <laughs> I don't think so. You know, our, our, sometimes are tear apart or uh, I don't know, but someone can find something interesting for them.
0: Let's hear another tune
1: there. <laughs> so we're going for uh, Las Flores. The flowers mm-hmm. from Café Tacuba. They are a Mexican band, very, very popular in Mexico and Latin America, even in Spain. I think they were big. This is a song from the one of their first albums that, sadly, didn't make it. Now it's so, so popular, but in that time it was not. <laughs> it wasn't. Took a long time to pick up. It's a happy song. It's not too long. I'm pretty sure that was the first CD my mom it for us so yeah they are kind of part of my soundtrack of my life definitely many many songs from them so this is las flores from cafeta cuba and i hope you enjoy it
0: Café Tacuba and that's picked by my guest today, Claudia Hernandez. Can you tell me about where you are from in Mexico and what was the music scene like there?
1: I'm from Mexico City and, well, the music scene is is big as mm. a city, you know, in Mexico in general, but in Mexico City, because we are so many, music, it's so interesting because there is something for everyone. And there are so many people, so many bands, I want to say, that are popular there. And I think it's because we are so many that there's somebody who will like what you do. And that's amazing, you yeah. know? So it depends what scene you move. Electronic is very big. The punk is so cool.
0: Is there a good DIY scene?
1: I suppose. Yeah, yeah. that's the way to say it. In Mexico, it's, it's a mix of everything. Mexico is too many Mexicos. It's, it's a nice mix of, of everything.
0: Can you tell me why Morrissey is so popular in Central America?
1: I don't. I can't. I don't know. <laughs> I... I, I I was thinking about that my own theory. For example, I started studying English when I was in college, like properly. I remember that music was a big thing in that time for me because in the, in in the school of uh, languages we were sharing music and the teacher was promoting that a lot. The Mode, the and of course Morrissey. I don't know for me and at least that's. You know, <laughs> people were around. That's that's what we were listening and learning English, let's say.
0: OK, give us another tune there, please.
1: This is Cumbia Sobre El Río and it's from, it's mixed of Blanquito Man, Celso Piña and Control Machete. And Control Machete come from from the north of Mexico. In the 90s, when they start, they were mixing hip hop with other things. Very, very cool. So they got big. And Celso Pina, he, he plays the accordion with this cumbia and ballenato, very, very from Colombia, with that style and things. So they, they made a mix of that. I think now that that would be a nice example of how in, in Mexico can can come out, you know. Like mm. we are mixing things, and that's it. We have okay. this strange thing. So this is cumbia sobre el río, blanquito <laughs> man. This is concerto lamió. Well, that's it. <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> it's okay. Um, so this is cumbia sobre el río, blanquito man, celso piña, and control machete. <laughs> Sometimes that happens.
0: I'm not going to be able to pronounce anything. <laughs>
1: <That's okay. laughs>
0: are there any records that you'd like to get for the shop, but you can't seem to get your hands on?
1: Well, I think we are bringing most of the things that we want right now, two years later, but as I said, slowly but steady. There are things that we, we would like to have, but distribution chains are not always easy because we want to keep the shop as an independent shop with the things we like. But sometimes, it's not easy, you know. It's not easy because some artists are assigned with certain record labels and they constrain their distribution to certain countries or uh, whatever, you know. So yeah, sometimes it's uh, like going on a way that we don't want to. Let's say that way, you know. So it's hard. Let's say, for example, we joined the record store day. At the beginning, it was a great initiative. It's not that it's not great now, of course, it's just that it's changing.
0: How is it changing?
1: It was thought or it was planned to support independent record stores. And it does in a way, I suppose. But at the same time, you know, they are picking ambassadors, artists as ambassadors, and they want to bring the sales up, record sales up. They are doing it. Last year, 2022, it was the year that after, I don't know, I think it was from 1987, something like that, that more sales on records than CDs, you know? So it was like a big thing. So in a way, the record store, they and also other initiatives, I suppose, they contribute to to produce more again, sell more than CDs or whatever. But they are basing the sales on a couple of artists. Could be that you are selling over 40 million copies. If you split it, like who are those artists? They're just a few, you know, especially there are like, I think, two mainly who are selling that and, you know, 50 percent of the people who buy those records, they don't own a record player. You are basing this vinyl industry in something that is a bit air, you know, like they are selling you air or well, they are selling you a record that you won't play. It's just that you're f- big, big fan. So you want to own a collectible. That is fine. I mean, I, I love objects. Oh my gosh. I'm crazy about objects. Okay. I don't know if it's right or wrong, but it's not the way I would do it. In short, I would say it's complicated. Sometimes you have to decide or choose doing what it goes with your way of thinking instead of the profit or instead of of having the record you like, you know. Mm. So it's not a hard decision at the end. It's I have it very clear.
0: And has retailing changed since you opened the shop?
1: We opened in 2021. In 2022, uh, it was this massive sell of records of, around the world, you know. Many people are getting Turntables tables again in their houses. Uh, mainly that, a lot of artists are uh, are printing their albums on vinyl. And there are also um, an initiative to try to press music on an eco vinyl that is made out of um, not oil, but other materials. So mm. it's, it's changing a lot in a couple mm. of years now that I think, yeah.
0: Do you sell much CDs?
1: In a week? Maybe 10, maybe less. Do you
0: sell more tapes than CDs?
1: Sometimes, yeah. Because they are cheaper, they will blank them and and use them. So yeah, some weeks we sell lots of tapes. And also, are these tourists around that they come to the shop and they are looking for tapes and they want to check every single tape? That I have many. You know, we took the Junita tapes, you know. Two shops had closed since we open, you know, Unida in the in Oliver Plunkett, Noel came to the shop and told me, do you want my tapes? And I'm like, OK, fine. Yeah, I ah, want them. <laughs> so you
0: have all the Unida, all tapes. Yeah. Ah, cool.
1: People are looking for an Irish, whatever song that they find in the tape. And it's like, and they are so happy. Uh, people sampling also, they, they, they come and find interesting stuff. So we open the boxes and they can spend an hour or two checking all the tapes. That's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> OK,
0: give us another tune there.
1: So now we are going for a, it's a French band. They are called Motivé. But most of the members are for another band called Sefta, And they are, uh, well, yeah, they are French and they sing in French. And this is called Motivé, Les Chants des Partisans. And it's a protest song. And I picked that because Sometimes you have to resist things, you know, in life. Adversities are everyday thing, and sometimes are easy things and sometimes are bigger things. And this song is for any adversity, you know, It could be something silly, but it could be something big. And the, the idea to keep you going, I would say like it's more like keep going, keep going, you know, like that's fine. You don't keep up, just motivate. <laughs>
4: Spécialement dédicacé à tous ceux qui sont motivés Motivés, motivés, mmh. yeah. motivés mmh. Spécialement dédicacé à tous ceux qui ont résisté par le passé yeah. mmh. Ami, entends-tu le vol noir des corbeaux sur nos plaines Ami, entends-tu les cris sourds du pays qu'on enchaîne
0: de Partisan, And that was picked by my guest today, Claudia Hernandez from 33 RPM Records on McCarton Street. Can you tell me what your dream in-store lineup would be for Record Store Day?
1: Hmm. That's tough. I suppose my dream line, it would be, it would be local bands. I don't know. I, I, cool. I really like this sense of, of community that I, I never had before. Because I come from a big, big city. And even when we do community in in slow neighbors or in a building, on a block or whatever. The community that I found here in Corrig, it's it's so amazing, you know. So I would I would keep the, the local bands because also they are great musicians. Mm. Some musicians who come to the shop, they are our customers. So that's great.
0: Yeah, that's a great answer. Give us another tune there.
1: This local band that is called Boa Morte from the album The Total Space. And the tune is Darkest. <laughs>
5: A place where the moon doesn't rise in the night A sky where birds refuse to sing or take flight When you have no more hills left for you to climb
0: That was Dark Is by Boa Marte and I was picked by Claudia Hernandez, my guest today. Claudia, we've come to the end. Thanks for coming on the show.
1: Oh, it's so nice. I was quite afraid. (laughs) (laughs) I was very overwhelmed and I was very, uh, I didn't know what to expect. You know, you have... We have so many nice people here talking about so many interesting stuff and they the things that they do for the community, for the city and things. Every
0: was, city needs I a record was, store, OK? <laughs>
1: That's true. And we have many.
0: Do you want to give us your last tune?
1: Yeah. So we are finishing with Historia de un Minuto, that is like one minute story. It's a super sad song. but. It means something to me and I, that's why I brought it to the show. It was something that I used to listen when I was uh, commuting to school at 7 a.m. And these guys were, were saying, oh, I Smile, you have all the day and will you'll be fine. And they were so positive and they, they had a limited set of songs. And this was one of them. And it's a very sad story that there is the, the girl left the guy. How magnificent she was, and then she just threw me. She left, and well, whatever. Anyways, so they were trying to cheer cheering up the the wagon with that song. Imagine that. So it's it's attached to my brain, and it's from those days, like twenty years ago or more, that I used to commute. That's also very um, from Mexico City because it's this rock that came in Spanish with these lyrics that are very, uh, very local things, you know, full of expressions and stories of the big city. I hope you enjoy it. (laughs) I don't know if you will, but it's Historia de un Minuto from the band Interpuesto. And that's it. Thank (laughs) you for having me.
0: Into Keeping Track every Monday at 1pm on UCC 98.3 FM. Keeping Track is hosted by me, Dave Hackett. I interview people in our community from all different backgrounds and my guests also choose the music that they love. When I'm not hosting an interview, I'll be playing a random selection of alternative music, old and new. Stay up to date with the show on Instagram where I announce upcoming guests and radio documentaries. You can listen back to previous shows on SoundCloud, Spotify, and Apple Podcasts. Keeping track every Monday at 1 here on UCC 98.3 FM.